0: What would life look like if our good intentions were inspired enough, empowered enough, and challenged enough so that all those dreams became real, tangible, good in the world? On Practice Good Podcast, you will find authentic stories, challenging conversations, and real responses that will inspire, empower, and challenge your social impact journey. But this isn't all. Good business and good programs and good social enterprise are only as good as the health of their leader. And on this podcast, we will pay special attention, not only to the good that we give to the world, but to the good that we live within ourselves, our soul care. Welcome to Practice Good, a podcast for change makers. I'm your host, Shiloh Kashima, practitioner of good, pastor, and mom of two spicy Nigerian littles. Get ready as we turn your good and intentions into positive change. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our very first episode of Practice Good Podcast. I cannot wait to get to know you guys. And today I wanted to spend a little bit of time telling you about who I am, where I've come from, and give you a little bit of background on what is Practice Good Podcast and what you can expect. So let's get started. Uh, First of all, the idea of practicing good for me has really just been this idea that good business, good enterprises, good nonprofits, all the good we can do in the world. You could really put good in front of anything and doing it with goodness, meaning looking out for the social bottom line, meaning not necessarily the dollar, but the social impact as bottom line is so good, but it's something that is never a destination, right? It's never a place that you're trying to get to. It's more of a place that you practice along the way, right? It's a journey. We're always practicing good in the world and it comes in all different forms. Some of you might consider yourselves advocates, others change makers, others are pastors, nonprofit leaders, social entrepreneurs, social innovators, whoever you are, wherever you come from and whatever the good is that you're trying to do in the world, this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited because it's more than just about the body bottom line of social impact, the outcome, the success measurement. It is also about how you care for yourself along the way. Right, I've seen a lot of things with a lot of information about how to get to where you want to do, how to create the programs, how to create the program evaluation, how to create the strategic plan, how to set up the mission and the vision statement, how to create innovative ideas right, that change things. Those are all great, and we are going to give you that here, but also, I want to care for you. I come from a background of pastoral care, and I personally have struggled along my social impact journey of with taking care of myself. I mean, isn't that something we all kind of do? We are caretakers of the world. We are the mother hens, um, whether you're male or female, It, caretaking and um, loving people and caring for the needs of others. And our world is very much this um, mothering and fathering personality, this parental kind of gift you have for the world, the ability to nurture and bring good and beauty into the world. And we often overlook our own own care and so I wanted to make this podcast not only about where we're going and what you're getting out of it, but also how you're taking care of yourself along the way. Because at the end of the day, another great program, another great nonprofit that has a leader that's unhealthy or dive bombs and has some type of moral failure or some type of big devastation is not what we're looking for. We are looking for people who can pace themselves in a way that say, "I want to love people, but I want to." Love them in a way that I am also loving myself, right? The kingdom of God is not just meant for getting to the kingdom, but it's also meant for here and now, heaven on earth. You know, in the Bible, it talks about what is the greatest commandment. And the greatest commandment is to love others as we love ourselves. But if you're like me, you're pretty good at loving others and pretty crummy at loving yourself. And so if you are anything like myself, this podcast is gonna be great for you. Let me tell you a little bit about my story and where I come from and kind of my background. So I was always the kid with lots of empathy. I mean, I loved people. Uh, While the other kids were playing, I was looking for the kid on the playground that was feeling left out. I was hanging out with the special needs kids. I was volunteering at the Special Olympics. I loved to be with those that society forgot. Um, It probably comes a lot from my background and dealing with abuse verbal, emotional, spiritual. Also, there was violence in my home as a child. As I got older in college, I dealt with anorexia and I had to kind of overcome this desire and um, need for perfectionism. I spent tons and tons of time in all the counseling and free counseling I could get because I knew that if there was a better way, I wanted it. I read every book I could find. I read, watched every uh, free video I could find. And when To every free counseling I could, and every free pastor, everything I could to get mentoring and to be poured into. I was a sponge for something new and something different. As I got older, education became an outlet for me. I knew that if I could get educated, I could learn and open my mind and my life up to things that I had never known before. Um, I, I loved it. I eventually went on to get my bachelor's degree in pastoral leadership. At the time, I felt called to be a youth pastor, and that was crazy. That was crazy for a little, a a girl, a little white girl from a regular old town in California, um, dreaming up dreams that she was not only going to change lives, but she was going to be preaching from stages, a predominantly male-dominated profession. But I knew that's what God had called me to do, and I knew that there were kids out there that, that needed to be touched. So that was my heart. I graduated um, with a pastoral leadership degree. I ended up going onto the mission field immediately. I did missions and um, about, well, missions and international economic development and speaking and things like that in a uh, roughly 14 different countries, eight of which are in the continent of Africa. Um, I did a lot of volunteer work and eventually ended up uh, going into To New York University to get my master's degree, my MPA in public and nonprofit management and policy with an international economic development specialization. And my heart was really to be like, you know what? We have a lot of pastors who have a great heart and passion for the word of God and also for people. But there's a skill set that you need to run an organization. What about budgeting? What about accounting? What about leading teams? What about organizational development? What about fundraising? What about marketing? All these different things that I realized I wanted to be equipped with so that I knew not only how, not only why I loved people, but also how to love people. I wanted a skill set. And at that time, having done all those missions, I realized that all my volunteer work and my missions wasn't helping me become part of the solution to the things that I saw in the world. I really wanted a skill set, not just to say Jesus loves you, but to be able to say Jesus loves you and he sent me and here I am to help you. I didn't want to just preach to people and then walk away and people still were dying of hunger. I felt like God had called me to more than short-term missions. So that is when I went to NYU to get equipped to learn from the best of the best in the the world on how to create social innovation, how to create nonprofits and programs that truly do impact lives and change the world. While I was there, I did all kinds of projects. I was able to be uh, the vice president of operations for uh, the Wagner Student Alliance for Africa. It It was a student union at New York University. And I learned so much from my colleagues that were right from Africa, that they were born and raised there. They taught me so much about development work. I was able to work with World Vision um, to help them develop uh, fundraising campaigns that were for youth groups, which oddly enough, I had experience in. I was able to help them run programs and be an advocate and speak on behalf of things. I was able to help them uh, run all their volunteers and interns for an annual um Prayer breakfast and fundraising breakfast. Through that, I was introduced to Madonna's nonprofit in Malawi called Raising Malawi. And I was able to consult them and their executive director for several months on what to do about their 5,000 volunteer inquiries they had no idea what to do with. And in that time, I was a panel discussion moderator for the United Nations on female genital mutilation in Northern Africa and the Middle East. I was able to work alongside the World Bank in gender equity issues in the Middle East and Northern Africa. I consulted a finance firm on Wall Street about how to spend and use over a million dollars to empower people in East Africa through entrepreneurial business projects. Um, That was such an exciting time in my life. And through that, I ended up graduating during the recession. I went back into um, youth ministry. I poured my life into that. I was an admissions counselor to college and was able to help young folks try to learn and grow in their passion and desire and figure out how education fit into that. I was able to take the things that I learned in my master's degree program for program evaluation and data collection and improving programs to increase enrollment by 200% at this institution. It was exciting. Eventually, I ended up meeting and marrying my husband who is from Nigeria and came to the US as a missionary. He was an associate pastor at a church in Florida and I moved there to join him and lead a church as lead pastors. Um, During this time, we did all kinds of crazy things and we continue to, we are currently still pastors at that church we started at over seven years ago. Uh, We love it, it's a very diverse and inclusive church and it is our passion and our heart um, to be with these people and do our journey of life together. Um, In my time in Florida, I've had the awesome opportunity to be able to run a homeless children's program. Uh, We founded and hosted conversations called RISE, Conversations on Race and Unity, in partnership with the the MLK Commission here in Orlando and also the Peace and Justice Institute of Valencia College. It has been a ride, let me tell you. And in the midst of it, we've been able to do some of our greatest passions, which are being foster care parents for refugee children. We were able to host at-risk children in our homes. Uh, We also um, have been involved in all kinds of social entrepreneurial projects in Africa as well. We had a taxi company for a while. We were able to start a car wash. Uh, We do some business with seeds where we sell seeds out of season and grow our profit and help give back after that. We're currently invested in a restaurant in Nigeria and starting a project on sanitization there as well. And we are loving it. It is our passion and our desire as a family to help empower people to make long term sustainable impacts in their family for generations. Um, and While we do all this, I have actually had the honor and privilege to lead as the director of operations for a small nonprofit here, where we create uh, classes, free classes for the community, for those who've been struggling in situational or generational poverty. Uh, We teach them how to get jobs, keep jobs, and get promoted in the long term so that they can provide economic stability for their families and generations to come. And I am telling you, not only do I absolutely love what we do, I am also deeply passionate about you. I love the person who's aspiring to do good in the world, and at every turn, every single thing is about practicing good in whatever you do. Now, you can do all kinds of good in the world. You don't have to be a social innovator. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a nonprofit leader. You can be a teacher. You can be a business owner, whatever you are. You can be a politician, but at the end of the day, if we, if our art and our practice and our discipline in the world is to bring good into the world, then we're on the right track. So I am so excited to be with you guys. I'm so excited to launch this podcast. I'm hoping that you'll give me lots of feedback so I'll know how to continue to grow this and give you the value and the content that you desire to bring your passion and your good intentions to life in the world. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. If you're as excited as I am about the launch of the Practice Good Podcast, make sure to share it with your social media network. Share it with a friend or two specifically that you know are also on this social impact journey with you. I cannot wait to get to know you. Would you head over to iTunes and give us a review so that we can help get the word out to others? It is going to be great. I cannot wait to talk to you on our next episode. Thanks so much for joining us.